Is Tank Dell one of the most underrated receivers in the 2023 NFL Draft? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, we are talking about one of the most fun players in the NFL draft today. It's Nathaniel Tank Dell from Houston. Give me your thoughts on the player. Oh, man, Marcus. He's a tiny one. Let's let's get this out of the way. He's small. Let's talk about the very teeny tiny elephant in the room because he's five eight and three eighths inches, one hundred and sixty three pounds. Let's be clear, that is enormously small for a wide receiver in the I'm NFL. That, like but a strong breeze could blow him away. A strong, it, it might, it might, um, or it might end up reeling in a touchdown somehow because. Tank Dell, despite his size, uh, it, he has been one of the most productive wide receivers in all of college football over the last two seasons. He's the only player in the FBS with more than 2,400 receiving yards over the last two seasons. Only player with more than uh, to have more than 27 receiving touchdowns over the last wow. two seasons. But he's tiny. Like that's that's the eval. He's so productive. He has been can I, can my favorite route runner. Really quickly, yes. what concerns you more? Is it the height or the weight? Honestly, based on his game, I, Marcus, like that's that's sort of the thing. It's I'm in a really weird spot with Tank Dell. Like as a player watching his tape, you would never, ever, ever guess that he is is that size. I'm probably play, a little he, bit. He plays. So much bigger than that, right? Yeah. Like it, watching the tape, like there are some players that you can watch and you're like, yes, he looks tiny on the field. Tank Dell doesn't look tiny. And it, like, there's not really a ton of elements to his game. I think probably the most concerning point would be, you know, height and, and how it would match up against opposing corners. But here's the thing. I, like, I, and wait, I, again, we don't have a winning, uh, we don't have a winning recipe in any direction here, but Here's the thing that keeps me going back to Tank Dell over and over again. We met, we mentioned the productivity uh, and the size, obviously, but there has not been a single route runner in this class that I've enjoyed watching more than Tank Dell. And, it, you know, he's not got, like, you know, blazing speed. He's not going to run a 4-2-40, yep. like – but he wins because of his ability to create separation, uh, even in really short yardage situations like the end zone. Like, it, you know, he can be face to face with an opposing corner in press coverage. And between his footwork, his manipulation of the opposing defender, he can get clear wide open in a yeah. fraction of a second. Yep. And so, you know, if that ability translates to the NFL height and weight don't necessarily matter all that much uh, because this skill set is, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, it, it, what he's so good at compensates 
and complements the lack of size so well yep. because size isn't going to matter if you're not making, you know, contested catches. Like, you know, I, I will say the reason I asked you about what matters more, the height or the weight, is we've actually seen some players under 170 pounds be really good in the NFL. Like uh, Devontae Smith weighed in at 170 at his pro day. Now he's taller, right? But he's thin as can be, right? We saw Hollywood Brown come in at 166. We saw Deshaun Jackson come in at 169. Even someone like Tutu Atwell was 155. I mean, he's, it's hard to believe he's a lot bigger than Tutu Atwell. For me, the, the, the concern is the height, right? 5083. You look at the history of the NFL and receivers that are 5'8 and shorter. There's just not a lot of those guys. Like you basically need to be 5'9 or taller to be somewhat relevant. And obviously being short and light is not fantastic. Okay, but you mentioned like he's an awesome football player. He's an awesome football player. He's, according to, he's according so to good. P- yeah, PFF stats for you. Uh, over the last two years, right? 96 percentile in separation percentage, 96 percentile in separation percentage versus single coverage, 96 percentile in receiving grade, 98th percentile in receiving grade in single coverage. And that matches what we saw at the senior bowl, like going up against some awesome cornerbacks, they couldn't cover him. Right. So I I think he's going to need the right team. And we're going to talk about that in a second, but in terms of just a player, he's fantastic. In terms of just the player, like if if you had shown me the tape, shown me the stats, shown me everything except his his height and weight, I'd be absolutely over the moon in love with this wide receiver. And it, interestingly, like it, you know, he had no problem scoring touchdowns at Houston. Um, you know, it, I, I mentioned you know the the contested catch. He didn't even have a ton of contested catches because he gets open and like, he's not going to in the NFL. Like his, his game is going to be all based on, I'm going to be five yards further away than you are. Right. Yes. Like that, that's going to be the, the thing that makes or breaks him. Um, but like, interestingly, the, the ability that he has to get open, like that will translate to the ends of like, that could actually translate to sure. fantasy production based on what we saw from him at the collegiate level, because um, you know, maybe he's not going to be, uh, you know, alpha wide receiver one no. posting 1400 no. yards, but could I picture him as like a, a really productive slot wide receiver, uh, who's scoring more touchdowns than most other slot wide receivers? Kind of, if, if we're in the right situation. So, I mean, obviously the comp that everybody gives these shorter receivers, oh, you're Deshaun Jackson or, oh, you're Hollywood Brown or we think you're a gadget, you're Tavon Austin, right? Why couldn't why couldn't he be similar to what Darnell Mooney is for the Bears, right? Because Mooney is a 170-pound speed receiver who is very slight. He doesn't win in contested catches, but has been a you know really good player in the NFL. Why couldn't Mooney be or sorry, why couldn't Dell be a version of Darnell Mooney? Yeah, I think um like the thing that the the comparison I wrote down was like a smaller Hunter Renfro, which is crazy okay. because Hunter Renfro is already uh, pretty small in his own right, but not quite as small as Tank Dell. But uh, like, I love to see uh, 
Hunter Renfro in the end zone. I love to see what he comes up with in terms of his route running to create separation. And that's, that's what I really like about tank Dell. So like, imagine, um, the, the creativity and the way that Hunter Renfro can manipulate opposing defenders. Like I think, you know, tank Dell has a lot of that to his game. Um, and we we saw Hunter Renfro be incredibly yeah. productive. Um, again, smaller, so the comp can't stick. But it's it, he's just such a different player than I feel like I've I've seen before. And you know, this is a relatively small receiving class. Uh, he's one of the smaller ones, but again, even at the collegiate level, back to back seasons, incredibly productive. I mean, uh, uh, we're saying all this. We love the we love the game. We love the tape. We recognize that he's small, and we recognize that you're not going to have to spend, you know, a first round dynasty pick on him. We're, we're talking about, you know, a later. This is a value pick. pick. It's a value pick, but he is somebody where if he gets in the right offense, maybe he does become a pretty big fantasy producer. Which offense is that? More on that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything, from money lines to point spreads to number of three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Kate, let's talk about some potential landing spots. And before we do that, I should mention that most draft sites value him somewhere between the second and fourth round. Um, we have seen somebody like Tutu Atwell, who we've mentioned on the po- this podcast. He went in the second round. Rondell Moore went in the second round. But then we saw somebody like Calvin Austin last year, another small, small receiver, go in the fourth round. So anywhere in that range. But what are some offenses that you think could maximize his skill set? I kind of like it and tell me what you think of this. If I'm totally deranged, uh, feel free to yell at me. But uh, what about the Atlanta Falcons who, you know, they have Kyle Pitts who can play tight end. He can play out wide. You've got a very dominant alpha wide receiver, like prototypical alpha in Drake London. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, who's been their primary slot wide receiver, um, hitting free agency this year. I think that, this would be a really interesting situation. They've got stability within the run game. Um, depending on the direction that this passing attack goes, I think he could be a really great complement uh, to what both what they need uh, and the other players that are on, on the field in terms of adding those receiving weapons. I think he'd kind of round out that group really nicely. They also need just a lot more speed and quickness in the wide receiver court, right? Like we love Drake London. Like we're both big fans of Drake London. His game is not based on speed and quickness. Kyle Pitts is a freak athlete at the position, but he's really because it's, he's a six foot six tight end that can run, 
you know, in the four fours. What they need is the guy that's the jitterbug that can do the end arounds, that can do the slant routes and take him fifty yards. Like I agree, that that's a good fit. Um, I'm going to give you the three teams that he's been most drafted by in the PFF mock draft simulator, and I want your thoughts. Number one, the Chicago Bears. I like every single wide receiver. Marcus is being drafted to the Chicago Bears. I, but. I don't see how this is a uh, – how does this pick fit with the Chicago Bears and what they need? They've already got Mooney, who we talked about. They've already got Darnell Mooney. And, like, I I just – they need they need an alpha dog. They don't need uh, little Mr. Jitterbug. Let's let's be honest. They kind of already have a gadget player in Chase Claypool who they're not using enough as is. Yeah, um, I think that I wouldn't send him there if you paid me. Okay. Um, No. Next one. This one's very interesting. What about the Packers? Interesting. Um, Randall Cobb is a free agent. Yeah. Al Lazard's a free agent. I think it's a, a, it could be a very good fit, honestly. Um, It's weird because I feel like they still, don't really have all of those pieces. Um, like I, I, you know, TBD on what uh, Christian Watson's, uh, you know, true ceiling and floor look like. We saw the touchdown production. Um, you know, we we know he's a, a killer athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, can he put all those skills together and and round out his game a bit? Like, what is Romeo Dubs's ceiling? I, there's a lot of questions in that receiving core that. Again, I prefer to send this guy to a, a team that he's the missing piece. He's the, you know, he's the last piece of the puzzle, uh, as opposed to an offense where, uh, you know, there there are still a lot it. of questions. I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, how about uh, the Chargers? Uh, I we talked about, um, you know their potential upcoming need at, you know, for a slot wide receiver, you have Mike Williams on the outside. Maybe they, maybe they answer some questions at the tight end position, uh, you know, in free agency, who knows? Uh, This is also a a pretty talented tight end class. I kind of like the chargers for him. I mean, this goes back to the theme of the offseason for this podcast is that we want every single receiver to go to the Chargers and play with Justin Herbert. So, yes, I, it, it, there's not a receiver in this class. I would be like, you know what? Doesn't fit with the Chargers. So, well, I I, you know, I think it could be a very interesting situation. Like if Tank Dell uh, and, and Justin Herbert were to establish some chemistry, like I could very easily picture it. You know, I think Tank Dell, he's going to be a wide receiver that if you can get on the same page as your quarterback uh, and you know, only tank Dell knows the route that he's running and he can create separation and your quarterback has the talent to anticipate that separation home free, maybe like that could be a really, really interesting fit. Um, And you know, they, they are losing uh, Deandre Carter in free agency. Jalen Guyton's a restricted free agent. Um, just some some potential there, I yeah. think. I'm going to run through like three or four other teams. You just give me like one or two words really quickly. What you think? Miami. Nah. Too much speed. Uh, there's such a thing as too much speed. Uh, <laughs> too much. Uh, uh, Cleveland Browns. Sure. I still like David David Bell. Um, 
I'm still willing to to hold on to that. But yeah, sure. Sure. Baltimore Ravens. Yes, but I think they have more uh again, I, I still think they need to find a, a true wide receiver one. Um like I don't think Tank Dell is gonna be the answer yeah. to their needs. Eagles. Love. Yeah, I I could see him being in the slot and the Eagles using him in a lot of different ways. Uh Dallas Cowboys. Um I'm gonna say no just because CD Lamb's so successful out of the slot. Yep, I agree. And I think that's where Tank Dell's gonna need to live. Yeah, again, this fit is gonna be so important with him, probably more so than any other receiver in this class, just because I if he goes to the wrong team, he's gonna be completely irrelevant. He could go to being getting one or two touches a game and we really don't see him and people just kind of mislabeling him as a gadget. But if he goes to the right offense and he's the full-time slot receiver and he's running 32 snap or 32 routes a game, maybe he is somebody that could get you six for 65 in any single week. So uh, again, fit important. Also his combine performance important. We should mention that's going to be happening uh, this weekend. Tank Dell puts on a show at the combine. Maybe he does become, you know, a, a second round pick. And I think that does change the equation a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about his current dynasty value and kind of how we value him going forward. All that next. All right, Kate, we are talking about tank Dell from Houston currently on dynasty league football. He's being ranked as wide receiver 19. Why wide receiver 19. What are your thoughts? Too low. Two, I like, and I get it. And it, it, this is a very weird feeling for me, Marcus, because I'm not used to being the little wide receiver advocate. It's just not my, not my, my deal. This is probably the most I've ever liked an under undersized wide receiver. I, I don't know what it is about Tank Dell, um, but it feels it feels too low given I, I think the skill set and given the production we saw at the collegiate level. And again, given the fact that, you know, his production wasn't based on winning in a physical way. Like that's what I I like about his production. If he was, you know, wrestling balls out of the hands of uh, opposing cornerbacks, if he was, you know, really getting that, that money based on physicality in college, that's a no that that's a no brainer for me. Like that, that's not going to translate the fact that where he won was his ability to separate and, um, and just be open. I love to watch him on scramble drills. Like uh-huh. he he's, he's a dog. Like he is just, he's a dog and he's a little dog, but Hey, sometimes, you know, there's, there's room for the dog you carry around in your purse. I don't know. I, I just want to remind people that at this time last year, Wandell Robinson's startup ADP was 168. Okay. And after the after the combine and after the draft, it rose up to 126. Now it's at 97 overall. Wandell Robinson is exactly the same size, basically. He's a little tiny bit heavier. Tank Dell was far more productive in college, right? We saw the same thing happen a couple of years ago with Rondell Moore. Once Rondell Moore went through the pre-draft process and became a second-round pick, we saw his value shoot up. Not saying that you should be spending a first-round pick or even a second-round pick on him right now, but 
having him as wide receiver 19 is too low because we know he's not going to be the 19th receiver drafted. He's far more likely to be the ninth receiver drafted. And if that's the case, you can get a lot of value on him right now. Yeah. I think that's a really, uh, a nice, nice way of putting it. Marcus. I, I just think the upside's much more significant. And if you, if you told me right now, like if, if we were evaluating Rondale Moore coming out of school uh, next to Wandale Robinson, next to tank Dell, I'd be taking Tank Dell. Yep. And I, I don't know. And listen, I just come from one of the biggest Wondell Robinson fans in the world, but I agree with you. Like there's there's plenty of elements to to clean up for his game. Like he wasn't perfect despite all of that production. Like needs to work on ball security, had some drops, had a couple fumbles, but I just think that what he does, like it, you know, I encourage everybody uh listening, watching to go watch just Tank Dell's clips from the senior bowl. I loved his one-on-one matchups with opposing cornerbacks because they knew like, you know, that's one of these situations where you have a cornerback. They, he, you know, they know their primary job is to cover this wide receiver. This wide receiver knows that their one goal is to win over this cornerback and cornerbacks couldn't do it. Like they couldn't do it. And that was in a, a situation where I, I don't know. Man, I like him too much. I, I will also say, I will Send also help. say you're starting to see a lot of the, what I call big draft media people moving him up their big boards. For example, we saw Mel Kuyper put him inside his top 10 receivers. PFF has him at 37 overall ahead of guys like Josh Downs, Keishon Booty, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, you're seeing a lot of people moving them up the board, which means, he could be a major, major value in your startup drafts right now, your dynasty rookie drafts, if you're happy to doing those right now, especially if he gets that second round draft capital. So keep an eye on our guy, Nathaniel Tank Dell, because he is one heck of a football player. I can't wait. This is going to be a big weekend for him. Yes. Uh, I, I think big there's, there's a lot of upside here though, Marcus. So yeah. if you're in one of these absolutely deranged dynasty leagues where you are drafting your your rookies this early. I think this is a guy that needs to be on your rosters. You could probably grab him in the third round, and there's going to be a lot of upside. Absolutely. You might even be able to get him later than the third round based on where he's currently going. You might be able to not get him in the fourth round. Not if you're drafting with me, baby. No, heck no. Not Neither one of us. We're gobbling him up in the third round all day long. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. You can check out the show on YouTube, uh, Locked on Dynasty over there. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Kate, you and I back on Friday to talk about a certain Oklahoma receiver that we like quite a bit. Excited to talk to you guys then.